This is an RNZ podcast. Last weekend here on Media Watch, we mentioned that commentator Rod Oram signed off from doing the weekly slot on business and economics on RNZ's 9 to noon after several hundred appearances dating all the way back to 2002. And while he still had the chance, he gave listeners this warning about experts in the field. Far too often, people who derive their success and power from business and economics make them sound very complex and hard to understand. Because quite simply, they don't want you to know what's going on to their benefit, which is not necessarily beneficial to you. Oh dear. But the thing is, it really helps to know what the experts think so that we can make plans for the future, and they're in the news all the time. On Friday, for example, one economist forecast that house prices are peaking aired in RNZ's news like this. Chief economist Kelvin Davidson says moves by major banks to begin raising fixed-term mortgage rates are taking some of the heat out of the market. He says householders should expect to see sales and property values return closer to normality as the market cools, but price falls remain unlikely. Well, he sounded pretty confident, but economists aren't always right. Hayden Donnell now looks at whether what they know that we don't makes them any better at working out what's really coming next. House prices are going to move down. The extent of that move is going to be proportional to how high the unemployment rate moves up. If we look at what happened during the global financial crisis, your house prices were down. 7 to 8 percent. The unemployment rate was up to about 6.7 percent. You know, this, this downturn, recession, whatever you want to call it, is looking a hell of a lot worse than what we experienced during the global financial crisis. So, as a starting point, you know, I'd pencil on house prices down at least 10 percent. That's independent economist Cameron Bagri predicting a 10 percent dip in house prices on RNZ in April 2020. He was far from alone in that projection. The vast majority of our bank economists forecast a declining property market as the COVID crisis deepened last year. We know the rest of the story. Prices rose about 20% in 2020 and kept going up. Here's one news presenter, Chris Chang, introducing a segment on property price figures in June this year. If you were hoping to see a drop in house prices, you're in for some disappointment. Fresh data from the real estate institutes found the median house price nationwide is now $830,000, an increase of more than 30% in 12 months. Economists' unemployment forecast followed a similar trajectory. Here's ANZ Chief Economist Sharon Zollner making her prediction on the country's future joblessness rate to RNZ around budget time in May 2020. Treasury has forecast that by 2025, unemployment will be back to pre-COVID levels. Do you think that's realistic? It's not our forecast, no. So there does seem to be quite a lot of optimism um, that that the labour market will return back to something closer to normal quite quickly, largely perhaps as a result of of the government's efforts in the budget. Uh, We, on the other hand, do see it rate lifting up to 11%, which is not that much higher than the Treasury has it, but then holding up longer because of that need to retrain and move resources around the economy. That's very difficult to do that quickly. And here's Westpac Chief Economist Dominic Stevens the following months with the country in Level 1. Dominic, if I could start with you, you put out some analysis on this. You believe that you know things are bad, but they are perhaps a little better than we thought. Well, the first thing I want to be very clear about, Corin, is that we are still heading for a big recession, and most people's personal experience of it is going to get worse from here. Sure. That is absolutely clear. So the unemployment rate is going to continue rising from here. Business is probably going to get tougher. There are going to be more layoffs, uh, and there's going to be a, a big recession. Again, these predictions were a wee way off target. 
Unemployment peaked at just over 5% in the September quarter last year and has since dropped to 4.7%. Now economists like Cameron Bagri say the government has to deal with a very different dilemma, how to deal with inflationary pressures caused by too many people having jobs. What we're seeing at the moment across the economy is that the economy is uh, rusting into capacity constraints and that's an environment where inflation is going to be moving up and by any benchmark it looks like we're pretty well at full employment, maximum sustainable employment. Right. Uh, pressure for the Reserve Bank to turn down the heat. You might argue Media Watch is being a little unfair here. COVID was a global cataclysm that precipitated a whole bunch of unpredictable events. Lots of people got things wrong. Except these sorts of misfires are hardly uncommon. Economists have long proven to be bad at predicting recessions. One 2018 study looked at 153 recessions in 63 countries between 1992 and 2014 and found the vast bulk of them came as a surprise to economists. The Queen famously asked why nobody noticed the global financial crisis coming in 2008. At home, the Reserve Bank has repeatedly forecast that interest rates are set to go up over the last decade, only for them to stubbornly keep going down. Since Partners economist Shambil Yaqub has this response to the question of why the media keeps asking people like him for their predictions. I don't know. I don't do that stuff anymore. I, I, I don't do forecasting anymore because I know that I don't know how to forecast. Jakob has some harsh personal experience in this area. He predicted unemployment could rise between 15 and 30% during the early months of the COVID crisis. He says the media needs to get better at recognising economists' limitations. So they've, they've done this work, right? And there's lots of really good, uh, quite fun literature out there that shows that a random number generator is not that far off economists' forecasts. There are two types of economists, right? The most visible bank economist types, who are the ones who make all these grand predictions and they're inevitably wrong. And then there are the other 99% of economists who do work on thinking about policy and those kinds of things. And I'd say on that side of things, they're probably far more useful because they kind of contend with uncertainty and go, here is a big problem. Here are some different ways of thinking about it. And here is an on-balance approach of how we might deal with it. That's quite a different job. And I think the problem is a lot of economics is seen through the lens of bank economists, which is, a, I think, a very stunted and limiting lens. Should we stop asking economists what's going to happen? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, you guys give them um, lots of lots of headline and column space to talk about what's going to happen. You know, it's kind of a self-perpetuating thing. But there is no accountability to the forecasts that are made. You know, it, essentially, you've, we've got the data that shows when we, you know, the things that you ask us to talk about, house prices, interest rates, exchange rate, the economy more often than not, you'll find that we get the direction, the magnitude, and the timing wrong. Right. So not just wrong, but actually almost the opposite of what actually is going to happen. Yeah. Well, if you look at the Reserve Bank's forecast for interest rates going back for the last 10 years, it's always increasing, right? But the, the reality has been the opposite. So here is a bank, a whole building full of economists, and their main job is to predict what interest rates are going to do, and they've been getting it wrong for most of the time. Economics is hard. Um, forecasting is impossible. Economic journalist Bernard Hickey has also been burned by the forecasting game. In 2008, he predicted Auckland house prices were about to drop 30%. Auckland's median house price has risen about 117% since then. He says we media organisations could do with sounding a note of caution before allowing economists to deliver their on-air prognostications. Part of the problem with covering economics and economics forecasts is that we always forget how wrong people were in the past 
we're very focused on the right now. And I always like to put some context and perspective in, into these things now that I'm lucky enough to, to have it having covered. Yeah, should we have a batting average, basically, with these economists? You know, like you, Bernard was off by an yeah. order of magnitude in 2008. Take that into account. You know, Cameron Bagri got house prices wrong last year. So did just about every bank economist. Should they have their batting average next to them when That's they do right. these forecasts? And, and we should ask Kane Williamson for his views on it. Exactly. Uh, um, so you're right, we should be a lot more cautious uh, about that. But um, when you do look at the at the very long run, economists, I wouldn't say they're as good as weather forecasters or climate forecasters, but there is an element of climate, the difference between climate and weather here. Uh, you can get the weather forecast wrong tomorrow, but you can be right about your climate forecast in the long run. Unfortunately, economists have been quite wrong about large parts of the climate as well as well as the weather. But on the whole, um, you know, those relationships between inflation and growth and interest rates and asset prices are still there. These forecasts can have consequences though, right? They can influence markets, they can influence just individual investors' decisions. Should the media add caveats before they have these economists on and disclaimers to say these might not be accurate? Yeah, that would make um, a fun look for a newspaper or a, or a website to have um, a bunch of footnotes and asterisks on headlines. And I'm not being a little bit facetious here. I think that's not a bad idea, actually. Uh, it's just a matter of how you um, phrase it and um, do your toning. But certainly we should be more cautious about taking these things as gospel. We have a situation now where every economist and his or her dog is predicting that inflation is going to go up markedly and interest rates are going to go up. Should we be a bit more cautious about those forecasts as well? Should they be put in context of the fact that basically our predictions on inflation have been out for a decade? That's right. Um, When you look at uh, the forecasts from Treasury and the Reserve Bank over the last decade, um, they've consistently forecast higher inflation and higher interest rates and they've been wrong every time. Um, I know this is radio, but um, the best way to describe it is a a chart which shows lots of grey lines shooting off into the atmosphere and the actual inflation and interest rates remaining very low, uh, below all those uh, forecasts. So um, that's something for people to remember. And that's been important for people because a lot of people have fixed the long terms on those predictions. And then when it hadn't turned out right, then they've had to break those fixed uh, long-term fixed mortgages, and that's been quite expensive. So um, there are consequences. Now, it's possible to eke out some sympathy for these economists. The economy is vast, complicated and confusing, and as a result, easy to be wrong about. But their predictions, often made with unwarranted, unshakable confidence, have real impacts on people's financial futures. Given the amount they're wrong, it's worth adding a disclaimer before printing or broadcasting these opinions. This could be right, but definitely don't bet your house on it. Hayden Donnell there, wondering whether we should be a bit more economical with our faith in economists predicting what will happen next in the media.